E-S-N-Y. part of being in college was that I could just come home and nap in the middle of the day and nobody had a problem with it. Well, I don't come home and nap in the middle of the day. I have a job, but, yeah, but you could <laughs> nap. But after my job, I get out at four 30 and I get here and I was like, I should go to the gym today. And I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, no, the weekend has officially started. I got a gift from work today. It wasn't it wasn't from my office. It was from another company we do business with. They gave us all a bottle of wine. So I have a bottle of wine in a Yankees mug right now. My dad called me a hillbilly. So what kind no. of hillbilly drinks wine out of a mug that's that meant is, for coffee? It is by far the classiest way to drink wine. In fact, I haven't even done that and I'm I consider myself a wino. So good work, James. Yeah. This is the first time I've ever had red wine. I'm not much of a wine drinker myself, but you know, it was free um, and obviously hey, they gave it to me. So I got to drink it. I have to, I just have to kind of go over this first. I don't know if you're recording or not. Are you recording? I do. You want me to stop? No, it's fine. <laughs> I just want to make sure that everyone, everyone could hear about this. Okay. So, yes, we are recording. The first three days of the week, I was super lucky. Um, and like, I tried to buy lottery tickets on Tuesday because I was like, wow, my luck is so good. Like, I might as well just try and buy lottery tickets. And the two machines I tried wouldn't let me, they wouldn't scan my ID properly because it has to make sure, you know, you're 18 years or older and I look like I'm 12. Um, so, yeah, but I won on Twitter, I won a free t-shirt and sweatshirt from RotoWare. What? Yeah, it's right here. I haven't even opened it yet. Is this from one of those contests that you always tag me in? You tag me and Caroline, and I then I just tag I the both tag of you, you, and she tags the two of us. Oh, man. I didn't tag you, but look, I got this package from Rotoware. I don't know what it is. They just said they would send me a free t-shirt and a free hoodie, and I was like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, sign me up, please. And then on Monday, I get into work, and I'm like, oh, man, I'm tired. So I like go on Facebook when I first get into work and there's a new uh, core life that opened around us. Do you know what core life is? I do not. Okay. Is, that, is it a gym? It sounds like a gym. It is not. It is a restaurant. Well, it's kind of fast foodish. It's kind of like a Chipotle type thing, except it's like uh -huh. all natural, healthy stuff, you know, lots of kale and quinoa. But we go there. Our office goes there at least once a week. So um, a new location opened up and it was like, instant win contest. And I was like, okay. So I clicked on the instant win contest. <laughs> My cat's stuck in a plastic bag. I'm just letting y'all know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I went on the instant win. It says type your name, type your email and type your, um, you know, whether or not you have the core app. And I was like, yeah, I do. Of course I do. So I did. And I won a hundred dollars to core life. Okay. And there so was only having... one winner that won a hundred dollars. So like, and it was I, you. It was me. So I like punched in the information. It's like, congratulations, you won a $100 e-gift card to Core Life. And I was like, wait, 
So I looked at my coworkers and I was like, is this real? Like, is this just a joke? So I was like, try this. I sent the link over. They won nothing, but I won Core Life. Unbelievable. Congratulations. Thank you. Now, Thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce the episode before I have a follow-up question for you. Uh, this is episode 36 of the Bleacher Creatures podcast presented by Elite Sports New York. As always, brought to you by Rivercrest NYC, great new bar in Astoria, Queens, located at 3315 Ditmars Boulevard. I, if you don't know how fantastic it is by now, then you never will. If you haven't been listening to us, you need to. It's the best bar in the entire world. I have zero doubts about that. No regrets. No regrets. Okay, follow-up question. Is yeah. there any way your luck will transfer to the Yankees in their pursuit of Garrett Cole and or Steven Strasburg? Listen, when it comes to that kind of stuff, I don't really believe in luck. I mean, I trust Brian Cashman. I trust the Yankees contingent that met with Garrett Cole, especially because I heard Andy Pettit met with Garrett Cole as well. Genius move. I really like that. Good, you know, just great guy. He kind of picked up his life and moved over to the East Coast. You know, just good guy. He's a Texas guy at heart. We all know that. Yeah, and I don't believe in luck. You know, I mean, I think that last off season, I was like, oh yeah, like all the signs point to Manny Machado coming to the Bronx, and then you know it just didn't happen, and I was just crushed. So I've decided that oh, there's the cat. Yeah, there she is. Um, I've decided not to believe in luck. I think I just you just got to go with cash, and I trust him. I trust him to know what's best. And I've also figured out why they haven't signed Brett Gardner yet. Why is that? Well, of course, they're trying to figure out what they're going to do with Garrett Cole. Okay. Yeah, that that seems to make sense that they'll sign the big free agent before they go and take care of their own in-house stuff. And honestly, I think that's the way Brett Gardner is just kind of like he's, he really seems like the type of dude that's going to if he wants to be back in the Bronx, he might possibly take a pay cut because he knows he's not going to be a starting outfielder unless, you know, Aaron Hicks is gone for the entire year. I mean, he knows Clint Frazier's up and coming. He wants to be, he wants to work hard, but he loves playing in the Bronx. I wouldn't be surprised if he took a slight pay cut if it means the Yankees got Garrett Cole on their side. Yeah, that seems reasonable. I also, I, I can't imagine Brett Gardner signing anywhere else anyway. Like, right. He, I know you might transfer teams wherever Brett Gardner goes. That's where you go, I know. But if the Yankees didn't sign him, maybe he just retires. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he uh, you could tell that last season he did benefit from the juiced ball, even though they said the ball was not juiced. Um, it definitely was. Yeah, he they were definitely unjuiced in the playoffs. <laughs> he certainly benefited from it, you know, so I don't think there's going to be another season where he's launching 28 home runs like it's just not going to happen. But uh, unless um, they juice the balls even more, we can see yeah, Brett maybe. Gardner hit 40 home runs. Oh, man, that would be oh, my I would love that. Just love it. You know how many videos I'd have to record? That's insane. I know, so many. You're going to run out of content ideas. You should be like, I don't know. Brett Gardner hit another one. I just, I'm out. I'm out of words. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, no, I I think that Brett Gardner would possibly take a pay cut to stay in the Bronx. And I feel like he should retire as a Yankee. He's incredibly underrated throughout his entire tenure, basically, as a Yankee. He wasn't a superstar. He wasn't you know, top of the game every time, but he was constantly there. He was just a constant with those teams, and it was it was fun. So there's our Brett Gardner love for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Early on, but yes, just as yeah. important. Well, back to Garrett Cole and Steven Strasburg. Mm-hmm. I have a very good feeling. 
I don't know what it is. I just, after the meetings, it just does not feel the same as it did last year. It just feels different. Okay, but here's the other question is, did the Yankees show him a photo, either of them, a Photoshop picture of themselves in a Yankees uniform? Because we know that is the kiss of death. I see. I was going to say the opposite. I was going to say if Garrett Cole doesn't come to Yankee Stadium and they don't put the picture of him up on the jumbotron like they did for everybody else, how is he supposed to know how good he's going to look in pinstripes? He's oh, just he the Yankees are just another team until you put the pinstripes on him and be like, oh, that looks good. I just, you know, I I definitely understand where you're coming from. It does feel different, and I know it was just talking and meeting and things like that but I like the way they approached it I liked you know the the team they brought out there obviously CC Sabathia's had a hand in you know going out there and um you know kind of pre-recruiting I guess you could say and just talking to the boys and um you know and he, he's pretty convincing um yeah, CC's this- word means everything <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah I mean he's so well respected around the league he is a hall of famer I mean you know, if he loves playing in the Bronx, like that really does say something. Like he found a home in the Bronx. It was amazing. Absolutely. Cece um, just won Sportsman of the Year by uh, yes, the March of Dimes that. organization. What a guy. What a good guy. Great. I set out he, to write a, a little quick hitter article about how like, oh, like he's really deserving of this award. Like good for him. And then it turned into 400 words of me just being like, yo, Cece's the fucking best. <laughs> there is nobody better. Honestly, you know, I didn't follow him as much when he was in Cleveland and everything. And um, the only real grit and gut I knew from him was the whole Milwaukee thing where he was pitching on three days rest before free agency year. And I'm sure his agent was beside himself on that. But, you know, the guy's a fighter. He quite literally gave up his entire body on the mound. He had surgery after after uh, the postseason, you know, he he threw until he literally could not. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that was a great that's a great tool to have in the back pocket, especially with the fact that CC just loves the Bronx and loves the Yankees organization as a whole. Like that really has got to say something. Did you hear I'm on uh, R2C2 this week? I didn't I didn't listen to the whole episode yet. I just caught this clip of him being like, I fucking knew the Astros weren't better than us. I, I, I knew they were cheating. <laughs> there is no way they could have beaten us straight up. I knew that. All right. Retire his number. Retire every single thing about this guy. This guy is one of a kind. He, oh man, he has to be enshrined in the Bronx forever. What a guy. Statue. Let's give him a statue. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. But also, I mean, you saw. an enormous statue. You saw Clint Frazier on, uh, on Twitch, huh? Oh, yes, I did. I absolutely did. And I'm, this is a pro Clint Frazier podcast that always will be, you know, for the foreseeable future, but I could not love Clint Frazier anymore. That he's just like casually playing video games, streaming on Twitch. People are railing him in the comment section about his defense, which is mean. That's a mean thing to do. He's just trying to play some Call of Duty, and yeah. then he just comes out. He just starts banging on a trash can with his gun in Call of Duty, and be like, huh, "Now I'm going to hit a home run because I know a fastball is coming." <laughs> Come on, Clint Frazier is. He's the type of Yankee that everyone's kind of like, oh my god, he's not a he's not the t- the stereotypical Yankee. He is a guy. He's going to speak his mind. He's going to make jokes. He's a millennial. He's funny. Okay, let the guy be funny. They're gonna be like, wow, you can't make jokes like that if you can't play defense. Well, he's working on his defense. Let him work on his defense. Let him let him do that. Like if he wants to do that, let him do that. It's funny. 
Yeah. I, I you know what? I love it. I'm this unpopular take again. I'm kind of tired of the Yankee way. I'm kind of tired of it. Cuz it's I mean, the no beard thing really hit a had a hit a point for me when I saw Garrett Cole's face without any facial hair when he was still with Pittsburgh and I was like, "Uh-uh, no. That guy is not going to come into the Bronx and be good. He needs a beard. The beard is his strength." That is where the power comes from because he looks like he's 17 years old with no what facial about the hair. Flow? Doesn't he have good flow too? Flow, flow is power too. Everybody yeah. knows that. Is Samson in his hair? When his hair got cut off, he was nothing. Was that a biblical reference? It was. This is a biblical we, podcast. Okay. We are all inclusive on our podcasts. Mm-hmm. I got in a Twitter fight today. I hate getting in Twitter fights, but I got in a Twitter fight today about the uh, the article I wrote about the Yankees alternate uniforms I and would some guy came at me that. yeah and he comes to me he goes why don't we just put fake lashes on the Mona Lisa and paint climate destruction on the Sistine Chapel I'm like all right well those are weird those are weird comparisons to make but like I'm sorry that you don't want to have fun it's just stop being such a dinosaur it's just oh back in my day everyone was professional who cares who cares? This is a group of grown men playing a child's game for millions of dollars. Let them enjoy their lives. Let yeah. them have some fun and show some emotion. Like you saw how excited they got, especially players weekend with the whole like the cleats. You know, Aaron Judge used his cleats to like um, honor different organizations like DD painted them Showed himself. Off his artwork. Yeah, exactly. Like, show that they're not just baseball players. They're people, too. I mean... I and we, we mentioned it last week. We were like, just like, maybe on a West Coast trip. We got a long West Coast trip. We got two weeks. Something that's going to energize the energize the players. Mm -hmm. Like, let's all wear the black uniforms. Even though I think we can do better than the black. They ended up looking cool. I'm finally willing to come around and admit that. They ended up looking cool. Whatever. But, like, we can do a little bit better. Nike can do better. And you're going to tell me that if Aaron Judge laces him up in like a brand new alternate road uniform that he's not going to feel he's, he's going to get a little pep in his step. He's going to be good to go. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. I mean, you're going to be the first of your kind to be wearing, you know, that type of alternative uniform. That's pretty cool, especially with yeah. a, um, an organization as rich in history as the Yankees. Yeah. And the pinstripes obviously aren't going anywhere. They will be worn at every single home game from now until the end of time. But like, are we really so attached to the road grace? Apparently so. Apparently so, James. And, you know, I talk about this, too, like with the uh, um, with the whole names on the back of the uniforms. How do you feel about that? I the players, no names. That's fine. I get irrationally angry when I see people on Twitter attacking other people because their number two jersey has Jeter on the back. Like, oh, you're not a real fan because you have a name on your jersey. Like, who cares, man? <laughs> Just let them do them. They're just supporting the team. They got a jersey. Maybe it was a gift. Maybe their aunt bought them a jersey, and it was a Jeter jersey. Maybe their best friend, who just doesn't know anything about baseball, was like, you know what? I know what would really make my friend's day. A Glaber Torres jersey. And look, this one's $50 cheaper because it says Torres on the back. That seems weird. I'll buy that one. Yes. Um, I have a Mariano Rivera one that's got his name on the back, but it's also got like the commemorative patch for his final season. Like it's my parents got it for me for my birthday. You know, what am I supposed to do? Be like, oh, I'm sorry. I can't have this like this. You have to send it back. You have I guess to. I do. 
But like the other thing too, and uh, Mark Teixeira talked about this too. He was like, yeah, people got a Mark Teixeira jersey and now, you know, seven years later, it's a Glaber Torres jersey. It's the hottest jersey, you know? And listen, like I probably wouldn't have gotten a Mark Teixeira jersey, but definitely Glaber Torres jersey, which is also a Jason Giambi jersey. You know, it's like. Yeah, there were a lot of 25s rolling in. Yeah, I feel like so there was somebody what? really bad wearing 25 between Torres and Teixeira. Like someone who just did not deserve the number 25 whatsoever. Ooh, this is a good one. Maybe, yeah, we should look this up, right? Yeah, we should. What were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, like, if I want to support Glaber Torres and just Glaber Torres, like, I feel like I have a right to. Um, I found a Glaber Torres youth extra large jersey that was $20. $20. I mean, that's a steal. That's a steal. Right? But everyone was like, oh, you can't get that. It's got the name on the back. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Let me pay, you know, 50 more bucks and pay 70 bucks for a jersey just so it can be official. I'm not playing on the team. I'm not jumping out there. Like, let me do what I want to do. I think it's stupid. I don't understand why people do that. It makes me really angry. Yeah. And show me the person that calls Allison Case a fake Yankees fan because she has a name on the back of her jersey. Show me that person. Yeah. Come at me. Do you have any oh. uh, Brett Gardner jerseys with Gardner on the back? Um, I do have a Gardner jersey that does not have his name on the back. I actually got it from a follower. Um, mm. So, yeah, that was uh, that was really nice and really sweet and knew about my obsession with Brett Gardner and had a different size jersey that just didn't fit. And they were like, yeah, instead of returning it, do you want it? And I was like, if you are asking, yes. Uh, yes, please. Um, I do also have a... Um, a game issued Brett Gardner uh, spring training jersey from 2018. Um, I won that from Brandon Steiner on Twitter. Um, uh, you just win a lot, don't you? <laughs> no, it was, you know, back in the day when people back in the day. Oh, my God. Look at me. Um, basically, back when people were like would post something, be like, how many retweets for this? Yada, yada, you know. And so I did that to Brandon Steiner. And I was like, how many retweets for me to get a signed Brett Gardner jersey? And he's like, 2,000. And I was like, this is easy. Like, let's That's go. That's light work. Right. And then when I got it, he was like, oh, I don't have a signed one, but I do have a game-issued one. And then I have, like, he got me this, uh, like, giant photo that has a piece of, like, actual game-used uniform in it. And I was like, uh, that's great. Like, wear that all okay. the time. You drive a hard bargain, Steiner. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, was I going to say no? No. Absolutely not. Sensing a trend with you, though, you win, you win jerseys, you win memberships to food things, you win at the Tully's Claw Machine always. I just, you know there's a trend. You know what's really funny? My boyfriend was like, I don't know what you get you for Christmas. And I was like, I went on, uh, I think it was Kohl's or something. And they have like the most obscure things, just like weird things. And I went and I looked at it and it was... um there was a claw machine. And I was like, oh my God, I think I need that. I was like, no, I can't ask him for that. That's stupid. Like a full-size claw machine? Like a full-size claw machine. What are you going to do with a full-size claw machine? Um, put stuff in it and win it. <laughs> it's, just keep just it's, keep winning it and just put it back in. It's more fun to get like, uh, it's more fun, I guess. Let's see. What would I pick out of there? I could put all my white claws in there. I could pick out a white claw. Makes me work for it, you know. I saw the most disturbing thing about white claws today. Are you a Star Wars fan? No, I am not. I wish I was. How do you feel about Baby Yoda? Oh, he's adorable. 
Okay. okay. Somebody got a tattoo on their forearm of Baby Yoda holding a white claw, and it just it it, it hit me the wrong way. I didn't like it. I didn't like that it one bit. That is the most Gen Z thing ever. Super disrespectful. I'm a very big Star Wars fan, and I did not care to see that. I'm sorry that it hurt you so badly. <laughs> it did. We'll have to tweet it at uh, Ruko and CC and have them talk about it. Just address it, please. R2C2. This is what it's for. You're right. You're right. Absolutely. Um, so I looked up the number 25 jerseys. Um so 2018-2019, Flavor Torres, obviously. Prior to that, uh, for a short period of time, was Shane Robinson. I knew it. I knew it was someone who was not deserving at all. Sugar Shane Robinson. Unbelievable. Really for like half, you know, just a little bit of the season, really. Because, you know. They must have just had it lying around. And they were like, I don't know, Shane, we didn't get you a number yet. So can you just like wear this and be cool with it? Right. Like, oh, yeah. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> But you know who also wore number 25 was Joe Girardi. Deserving. We forgot I about that. Him. Ruben Sierra. Okay. I loved Ruben Sierra. I still remember, I don't even know what game it was, the ALDS, where he hit a monster home run in game five um, into like the bleachers because it was back in, you know, the day where it was the freaking old Twins, uh, not Twins, yeah. Was it the Twins Stadium that had the bleachers? Yeah, it was. Yeah, Lots of bleachers everywhere. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, Jim Abbott. Okay. Tommy see, John. See, the number 25, obviously, until Glaber Torres is done with his 20-year career, the number 25 was never meant to be retired by the Yankees. It was no. meant for, like, that really, really good player that just wasn't quite to number retirement status. It's like um, in at Syracuse University, number 44. Is that just like, I don't, is that just the number that the best player is the best for whatever reason, the best player always has number 44. So it's all all these like amazing players. Um, and if who has it now, uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I only know two players on Syracuse. It's uh, Gerard and the guy with the really hard name to pronounce. Oh no, it's Syracuse football. My bad. Football. Okay. Basketball is different. Yeah. Basketball is is a weird number for basketball. Yeah. They don't retire, but I did actually go to um, I did go to a basketball game the other day where you know they were actually decent. This was beforehand, um, and I wore my old uh, Tyler Ennis jersey, which was great. I loved Tyler Ennis. Me too. I have no idea what happened to him. Uh, he broke his leg, and now he's in the G League. But I read a story. Mm. This is actually really ironic that you say this. I read a story the other day from Syracuse.com, and it was. Tyler Ennis broke his leg. There's another Tyler Ennis who plays hockey. And he did something to his ankle. So they did x-rays at the same hospital. They x-rayed the other Tyler Ennis. And so they got the x-rays back. And they're like, dude, you broke your leg. And he's like, what? (laughs) But really, they used the wrong (laughs) x-rays. That's pretty funny. (laughs) Like, I don't know what you're talking about. My leg doesn't hurt at all. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, it's just my ankle, man. Like, nope, you broke your entire leg. It's shattered. You will never play hockey again. I'm sorry to tell you this. But the number 44 um, at Syracuse was worn by Jim Brown, Ernie Davis, and Floyd Little. So three, like, big-name guys. And so mm-hmm. what they do each year is they pass the number down to um, a promising player. Okay. So it's, it's kind of a cool, you know, but it's a lot of pressure, I'm sure. Yeah, that's a nice little tradition. 
don't know who wore it this year because they weren't very good, but whatever. Mm. Uh, back to actual Yankees talk. Did yes. you see Jim Bowden's article on The Athletic today? You know, I did not go on The Athletic today. Please recap for me. Uh, it was based, It was a MLB-wide article where he said what each team should do at the winter meetings. And the Yankees had an idea that I did not think of at all. And I don't think anybody really thought of it until today. I know Max Greenfield is writing a feature on it. I took a little okay. peek. I think he's taking a negative standpoint on it. But okay. the idea was the Yankees should trade Miguel Andujar, Luke Voigt, and a minor league pitcher, Ronzi Contreras, to the Pirates for Josh Bell. I did see uh, the title of this article because I remember seeing Josh Bell's picture and I was like, hmm, interesting. I kind of okay. like it. I kind of like okay. it. Switch hitter, a lot of power. Good from the left side with that nice short porch. I don't hate it. Okay. I don't know how he is defensively at first. We haven't had a good defensive first baseman since Teixeira. But. Right, and even so, as he got older, he was not quite as uh, quite as steady over there. Yeah, but um, I kind I kind of like it. Hmm. Okay, that's, that's an interesting concept, and actually, that's good because you would couple in Andujar where you really don't have a spot for him. They keep saying they're trying to they're going to try and fit him in, but they really don't have a spot for him. Yeah. Um, but then again, the other concern is if he does go to a National League team, he's going to have to play both. Yeah, I, I don't understand why the National League doesn't have a DH yet. That's a totally different topic, but like, yeah. it severely, severely limits a guy like Miguel Andujar, who is clearly not going to be a fielder. It's just not going to happen. He can work right. on it all he wants, but everyone wanted to compare him to Adrian Beltre, who was atrocious at defense when he first started, and he was a gold glover by the time he retired. Like, It's just not going to happen like that. Right. No, that's that's actually a very interesting concept. Um, but yeah, the only downside I could see is I could see the Pirates not taking it just because of his defense. You know, you yeah. have the guy, you're going to want him to play. Um, you're going to want him to be third base. You want that bat in the lineup. That's the key, is you want that bat. He would be better off and probably more open to the idea of going somewhere where he could potentially serve as a DH, you know, a couple times. The Yankees, he's not yeah. going to be able to serve as a DH. I mean, you've got... Gary Sanchez, who's getting hurt all the time. Um, you want his bat in the lineup, though. Aaron Judge might need a day off. Stanton might need a day off. You know, it's like, I don't know. I just There's I only don't, so much room. There's only so much room for the DH on the Yankees. I honestly don't see a role for Miguel Andujar, no matter what um, Cashman is saying. And I think maybe Cashman is saying that to maybe try and build up his value a little bit more. But yeah. People are going to see through it. I mean, it's it's obvious. It's obvious there's no spot for him. And I love him. Great guy. You know, I I enjoyed watching him play and his bats. and But that defense, like, really needed to improve. And maybe yeah, it has. I mean, wherever he goes, I'm going to watch. I like Oh, him. absolutely. Uh, wherever he goes, I'm watching. Absolutely. There's no doubt about that. I love following up with Yankees players after they leave the Yankees team. Um, Jake Cave, Minnesota Twins. He's yeah. one of my favorites to follow. Yeah, he was so nice too. I met him multiple times at like minor league games. Just a just a good dude. And I'm glad that he got an opportunity and even like Billy McKinney, who was over in Toronto. Yeah, I like McKinney too. It was a real shame what happened to him with the Yankees. Or he was yeah. I mean, he was barely in the major leagues and he gets this serious injury trying to make a play running against the wall. Like and we really needed him badly. Mm -hmm. 
when that yep. happened. Absolutely. What are you going to do? Well, that's baseball, isn't it? Yep. A lot of stuff happening in baseball. Free agency is not, it's not how it was last year. Things are happening oh. this year. Yeah, things are fan. happening. They're happening and they're happening early, which is actually great to see because I feel like every time I look at my phone, there's a new notification about someone's interest or someone signing like Zach Wheeler. What does the Zach Wheeler contract mean for, you know, Garrett Cole and Strasburg? Yeah. What a what a huge pickup by the Phillies. Like Wheeler is like a it. good pitcher. And to just take him from a division rival and now you're banking on him. Like you think you're going to get the best years of his career right now because he's not battling injury anymore he's what is he 29 mm -hmm. like you're gonna get the best years of his career right now and you like really need that if you're the Phillies right and I've heard that the Phillies are in um in possible talks they I'm sure they would love to get um I honestly I would love to get Didi Gregorius but you know whatever um but you know even Dellen Batances you know he's he's a hot commodity and I think a lot of times the Yankees are just kind of not not into consideration because their bullpen's so stacked. Yeah, you don't really, you don't really need Dellen Batanzas. You want to have him, but we right. went all of 2019 without having Dellen Batanzas on the team. Everything turned out fine. Mm -hmm. It would have been nice to have him, but the bullpen was still one of the best in baseball. And I think maybe we add Blake Trinan. There was interest in the Yankees for trading for Trinan, and they they just non tendered him. They were just like, we're just yeah. not gonna. We don't want anything. We just don't want to pay him. There was there was a pretty big list of non-tendered um, players, and some of them were pretty decent. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that's about. I never. I can't recall a f off season where I was as concerned about the non-tender list as I am this year. Where I'm like, look at all these guys who aren't getting contracts, and they're just like they're just going elsewhere for nothing. Like the, the right. Yankees had interest in getting Blake Trinan. So instead of signing him or at least offering him a contract and then trading him, you mm -hmm. just drop him and you don't even get minor. Like they would have at least gotten two middle of the pack minor leaguers out of the Yankees. Oh, for yeah, sure. Let's just get this Blake Trining guy because our bullpen's going to be even filthier. Right. I mean, Travis Shaw um, has been non-tendered. Charlie Culberson has been non-tendered. Um, you know, even uh, John Ryan Murphy, ah, <laughs> I just love that, that is one. that would be so incredible <laughs> if the Yankees signed John Ryan Murphy to replace Austin Romine as the backup catcher. Like, it is the most ridiculous thing in the world. But how it would be many such a huge, Yankees thing? Though, like, but how many huge moments John Ryan Murphy has been a part of in Yankees history for no reason? He was no Sabathia's 3,000 strikeout. And I thought that was the funniest thing in the entire world. Because the other day, MLB posted a video for Mo's birthday about his, you know, his final game. And of course, John Ryan Murphy's face pops up in there. And I'm like, oh my freaking God. Like Wait, he's this, everywhere. It's so fun. Like he and it's funny because he doesn't like that kind of like spotlight and stuff like that, but he's in it all the time. I, it makes no sense, but he would be so perfect as the backup catcher because, again, like Gary Sanchez is catching every single day. There's mm -hmm. no question. There's no platoon situation going on here. All you want is a veteran who can stand behind the plate once a week and be like, all right, just throw it to me. I'm not going to give you anything in the lineup. But right. there is there's a lot of catcher movement going on this year with yeah, uh, there are. Uh, Omar Navarez just went to the Brewers. Mm -hmm. Grandal 
Like, yeah. I'm interested. I'm intrigued. Yeah, and it almost seemed like, you know, they kind of went by position with the different signings. Like, the, like three catchers were signed on the same day. And then the next day, it was like three infielders. And I was like, oh, this is so weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's kind of crazy looking back at just how many people have been... Um, have been non-tendered this year because honestly, I don't remember that ever happening before. Yeah. I've never, I've never felt like we needed to go out and get a non-tendered guy. Like mm-hmm. when we non-tendered or I guess we just, did we non-tender Gregory? No, we just straight up released bird and Ellsbury. Yes. Or we yeah. DFA'd bird, but that was like, Oh, we're just giving them up. That's like the most I can remember us ever giving up just for nothing. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, I don't know. We're just not signing guys. Other the Blake Trinan was a great, great reliever in 2018 that mm-hmm. maybe the best reliever in the game in 2018 he was bad in 2019 but you're going to tell me that no one's going to trade a middle of the pack prospect for him just to be like i don't know maybe we can get some of that 2018 back in him you know another one that surprised me was kevin pilar that's a huge one he's going to be tendered by the giants somewhere. yeah i mean i'm surprised he hasn't been picked up yet but um, and also kind of, it, it makes me laugh a little bit because the, uh, the Marlins are doing stuff. Yeah. Derek Jeter doesn't want to lose anymore. So he goes out and gets Jonathan VR and Jesus Aguilar. Ooh, big moves, big moves. <laughs> Honestly, I, I think they're good moves, especially for the Marlins. And didn't, they, maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe I read this wrong, but they're kind of like redoing the Marlins park. Um, a little bit. I don't, I don't know anything about that. They might be. I haven't From seen what I hear. I, I hear they're redoing the Marlins Park. I'm not sure if they're moving. I thought they were going to be moving in one of the fences. Which would Maybe. be. Perfect. Who knows? I kind of like the plan. though. This is like now we're going to talk a little bit of basketball, like what the Marlins are doing, what I think the Orioles should do. I kind of like what the Knicks did this offseason where they didn't make any big splashy moves, but they got a lot of guys who were like, I don't know, like if it's not working out, someone will trade for them at the deadline and we're going to get some prospects out of it. Like I, Jesus Aguilar and Jonathan VR are not going to carry you to the playoffs, but they could be pretty good pieces for you. They could win some games. Right. But you also saw how, how kind of the Yankees did last year with, you know, their, their kind of quiet moves in the off season. Of course, obviously the James Paxton move was probably their, it was probably their biggest move. I think, um, yeah, everybody overlooked yeah. DJ LeMahieu too, and he ended up right. being the team MVP. Right, DJ LeMahieu, Gio Urshela. I mean, you know, things like that. And those are guys that, uh, upon first glance, you don't think they're going to lead you to the playoffs, and yet that's exactly what they did. I mean, I, you know, you you can't always have that happen. It's it's not going to happen every single time with every single. Oh, no, it's hit or miss. Right, exactly. But hey, it worked for the Yankees. So, well, your worst case is trading the player. Like you just say, okay, I want to get rid of this guy. I'll eat some of the money for some of your better prospects. Right. I, yeah. I don't understand why we haven't extended DJ LeMayhew yet. I want him in pinstripes until 2080. Uh, yes, I agree. And he's a robot, so he doesn't age. So that would actually work. No, just keep him well-oiled. It'll be fine. Exactly. I think that works. Um, oh, and you know, another big signing that came, the, the red signed uh, Moustakis. That was a huge one. The Reds yeah. might the Reds might be good next year. Hey, you never know. They got Sonny Gray, who's pitching in an all star uh, all star clip right now. I hate that. I hate that. Wouldn't that be something? I, I mean, who would have imagined? I know, like, 
Sonny Gray going to a small market like that was obviously going to make him a better pitcher because everybody knew immediately that he was not built for the criticism you receive in the Bronx. But who would have guessed that he would just go from eventual bullpen piece, where it was just a total write-off for the Yankees, to all-star caliber? Right, right. And hey, you know what? I'm happy for him. I'm happy that it seems like he found a, a good place for him. And, um, you know, I'm trying to remember if it was R2C2. I think I was listening on there. No, it wasn't. I was reading this in Inside the Empire about Sonny Gray. And he just like, they were talking about prior to games, you know, how CC Sabathia would kind of bring some young pitchers and, you know, just kind of chat with them, just kind of loosey-goosey and stuff like that. And Sonny Gray apparently was like the most anxious out of everybody all the time. And you know what? Yep. Maybe maybe it's true. Maybe the Bronx just wasn't for him. And, you know, people made fun of him for that one time. He gave up like seven runs to the Orioles and he's smiling as he's coming off the mound. You know, like if he has anxiety and he's nervous about it, like – that's that a nervous like, smile. He's not he's not happy about anything. He is just right. freaking out inside. Right, exactly. So yeah, I read that in Inside the Empire and I was actually very intrigued. I was like, oh, okay. This makes a whole lot more sense, you know, from what yeah. we see on the surface. I mean, good good for him for getting his act together. I mean, he's always had the talent to be this good. We saw it in Oakland where also nobody cared about anything. But like, I'm still kind of mad at him for not doing that for the Yankees. I know. I know. In fact, I, I saw his first uh, first ever start for the Yankees, and he gave up three runs. But actually, it wasn't his fault. So maybe that was a bad sign moving forward. I, re- I remember that. His 20, what was it, 2018? Where mm-hmm. he was like, he was good. And he just got zero run support. And there yeah. were a lot of errors behind him. But like, he it was, was like really good. was the first good. inning. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, did you see the Red Sox might try to trade David Price and Nathan Avaldi? I mean, who's going to take on Nathan Evaldi's contract, first of all? That was the dumbest thing of all time, to give him right. four years. And what was it, 60, 60 million? Or am I they underestimating? Were, yeah, especially being so injury prone. Um, you know, Nathan Evaldi, they tried to do the whole Astros thing where they, you know, adjusted his... Basically, he couldn't throw the fastball as fast anymore because he's old. He's an old man. But, um, you know, he's able old to add man more... with two Tommy Johns under his belt. Right, right. So he had to adjust and, you know, throw something different. And they were like, oh, yeah, let's pull the Astros move and, and try that. Try and turn him into the next, like, Charlie Morton. Well, you know, it doesn't always didn't, work. Didn't play. Didn't nope. play that well. No. Nope. Um, interesting. I mean, I think it'd be hilarious if the Yankees got David Price. That would be great. I would rather the Red Sox trade uh, Mookie Betts. I want oh. him on the Padres so badly. If they if Mookie Betts went to the Padres, I would watch every single game. That would be actually very interesting. They have a lot of great young talent. And then you've got Machado, and even though Machado is still somewhat young. Um, Machado and you've got uh, Mookie Betts as kind of the veteran veteran leaders. That could be good. Yeah, what is, what is Betts, 25 now? Like, he's not an uh, old man either. I think so. I think 20, maybe 26, I'm not sure. But I think he's right around Aaron Judge's age. Yeah. So you're talking about putting those guys in San Diego. Maybe they re-sign him long term. Maybe they don't. Who knows? But it, Tatis coming up, and you got Hunter Renfro and Chad Paddock. You got all these awesome young pieces. Like That's going to be a must-watch team. They already might be a must-watch team. I am going to watch the Padres very closely next year and read their articles on The Athletic because I actually want to know what's happening. But I'm intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, I really haven't gone uh, over to you know kind of look at the uh 
the National League and, and pay close attention to it. But last year, especially after Machado went and, um, you know, once they played the Dodgers out on the West Coast, I was like, this is, I'm interested. I was like, what does it take to be a fan of the National League? Like, I don't understand. It's weird to me. I know. It's extra tough for us because we, we spend a lot of time just with the Yankees. Like, we want to yes. know everything happening with the Yankees from mm-hmm. the big signings, potentially signing Garrett Cole. I don't know. I have a good feeling. Or Steven Strasburg to, like, the guys they non-tendered or the people they added to the 40-man roster. Mm-hmm. Like, we care about that very much. It is very difficult to do that for every single team. Oh, yeah. There's absolutely no way. If you can do that, you are a miracle and you're probably a professional sports writer. I'm just letting you know. Yeah, you definitely don't have a day job. Or right. your day exactly. job doesn't care if you do any work whatsoever. Or your day job is that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but yeah, I I follow along with obviously the Yankees, but I, I've been starting to pay a little bit more attention to the National League, um, especially like uh, my cousins are from like the Washington, D.C. area. So they always go to the Nationals games. So last year, you know, they were kind of explaining to me things that like I would have to explain to them about the Yankees, like the Savages rant and, you know, this and this. And they were like, oh, yeah, this is their thing this year. You know, this is why they do Baby Shark. Like, you know, all of that. So it yeah, was get weird. The, get the inside like, scoop on it. I was like, there's another there's more teams out there that people like. Never heard of them. I've never heard of any team outside the AL East or the Astros. Right. Exactly. I mean, uh. <laughs> but also, you know, can the, we just address that nobody wants to go to the Chicago White Sox? Literally nobody. I like, know. <laughs> they outbid the Phillies for Zach Wheeler by a significant margin, apparently. And he was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Well, it's so uh, from, from what I heard, Philly's close to his, his family in Jersey, so that makes sense. Could be an excuse. You never know. But It's um, definitely yeah. an excuse. I think the family would have been just fine. I don't know what the White Sox offer was, but if it was like $5 million more over the same period, like you can do a lot with $5 million. Right. That's a pretty hefty sum of money. Right. But like, I think the family would have understood if they wanted to go to Chicago. Bob Nightingale said that um, the White Sox bid for Zach Wheeler at 120 million plus. Okay, so he got signed for 118, so that's at least two million dollars more. Yeah, two million dollars. I listen. I'll take two million dollars. I'll go to Chicago for two million dollars. It's. I mean, it's. It's. They're trying so hard, and it's just mm-hmm. nobody wants to go. The same thing happened with Machado last year, where they were like, we will make the highest offer. And Machado was like, nah, I think I'm going to go to San Diego. Like, of all places, the Padres. You didn't know You didn't know Fernando Tatis was this. You didn't right. know Hunter Renfro was this. Chad Paddock was this. They had so many rookies. There's so many question marks. And you were like, I'd rather roll the dice with them. Hey, I mean, to each their own? <laughs> Who knows? West Coast, I guess. I mean, they're going to be playing in the the Field of Dreams game, right? I guess the Field of Dreams game is going to be awesome. Yeah, that is going to be pretty sweet. Not sure Iowa's taken to me, but it is going to be a really fantastic game. I almost like, I wish I could go for that. Like, I wish, I don't know, the tickets have to be sold out by now if they've even gone up. But like, how much would it cost to go to Iowa? It's got to be like, it's got to be like a $1,000 ticket. I mean, there's I like nobody they, there. Uh, I think they pay you to go to Iowa. I don't think you pay them. Generally, yes. Yeah. Interesting. 
but yeah. But so what are your feelings in terms of what sort of moves the Yankees should make this offseason? Obviously, you want them to sign a top-tier starting pitcher. We need an ace. We need someone that's going to be able to go seven innings consistently. Yeah, that was what we were missing last year was the, right. the consistency to work deep into a game. Because uh, mm-hmm. we it came around the the playoffs, the starters were good. They were good. Mm-hmm. They weren't great. They were good, and it was the bullpen that was really the downfall because they had all thrown so many innings during the year, high stress innings. They were getting Chad Green's getting used two innings a game. Like there, he stood no chance when he gave up those two three run homers. Like he was he was gassed. You could see it mm-hmm. on his face. Tommy Canley pitching three day three games in a row. I think there was an off day in there. But like he was gassed too. But you need a guy that you can count on all year to just go out and you're going to use two relievers max. You know, maybe they even throw a complete game. Who knows? You just get an extra day off. That's so important for this team to go to the next year. I know you want Strasburg. I want Cole. Either one. Like If we can just get one of them, it's going to make a huge difference. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's probably the number one priority on the list. But besides that, I mean, is there anything else that you would like to see? Uh, I'd like to see them resign or not resign, extend DJ LeMahieu because I don't want to roll the dice with him in free agency because mm-hmm. now it's been proven that it wasn't just Colorado. It's right. Like this, no, this is who this guy is. He's he could win the batting title any given year. So I don't want to see us getting in a bidding war for him, especially if DD walks LeMahieu becomes that much more important. Because now he's playing his everyday position at second base and Glaber's playing shortstop. Correct. So I'd like to see that. Um, I want them to re-sign Dellen Batanzas. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, just keep adding to that bullpen. Maybe Blake Trinan. Uh, I'm kind of, I think I'm kind of out on Trinan now because if we had traded for him, that's one thing because you're not really competing with other teams that can offer him a better contract. You're really mm-hmm. just competing with other teams for who you can offer the A's as prospects but I don't know I feel like somebody's gonna pay him for more of 2018 than what we see okay yeah I can see that maybe the Braves he'd be a great fit on the Braves mm. that is Braves are kind of low-key making a lot of great moves yeah they're making smart moves it's it's nothing you know incredibly just like it's nothing splashy but you know, they're making they know their team the best and they're making some pretty solid moves. I I'm, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Cole Hamels was a genius pickup. Uh, he's going to cost yes. a lot for one year. But like, right, that's a guy he can he can really anchor your rotation. And you have young pitchers in, in Soroka and Fulton Evich if he ever gets right. Mm-hmm. But I like that. I like the Hamill signing. They shored up the bullpen. I'd like to see them sign Josh Donaldson again because I just want Mets fans to suffer. Oh, speaking of the Mets. The Wilpons might be out in five years. Yes, I heard that. And also they signed Jake Marisnik because that's a smart move. Yeah, oh, Jake Marisnik. That's the guy who's going to save the New York Mets. The guy, that is... He couldn't even crack the Astros roster. He was just a defensive replacement. You know what? The Houston Astros are just getting rid of everyone who can't understand their sign-stealing methods because clearly he couldn't because he couldn't hit. But that's... They shouldn't be doing that. They should be re-signing them to generous contracts to be like, listen, we're going to overpay out the ass for you as long as you promise not to talk. You're right. You're right. No, I mean, but if you think about it, you know, Jake Bresnik was also on deck when Aroldis Chapman gave up that home run to Altuve. Yeah, we can dissect that 
all day. Uh, everybody, Jose Altuve didn't need a stolen sign to know that a slider was coming after right. Chapman lost two fastballs high and away on him. But like, Chapman's never going to be the guy to give in. He probably should have. If he's, oh, yeah. uh, he At probably should have given yep. in in that. What was it? A three zero count? I think I think it was two one. Because mm. th- it was the two fastballs, and then he he threw a get me over slider and got a strike, and then he threw yeah. a get me over slider again to the same spot, and Altuve knocked the shit out of it. Yeah, but I, I tried would... to wipe that from my memory, but you know yeah. it's it's so damn hard. It's just ingrained in my brain. Yeah, but how do you tell Aroldis Chapman, maybe the best closer in baseball right now, to not attack a guy? Like he's not he's not CC Sabathia at age thirty eight, where he's like, listen, like I gotta I gotta slice and dice this lineup in a certain way, or or shit's not gonna go right. Mm-hmm. Like Chapman's like, I have the shit to beat anybody. That's but true. He, did, he didn't. Yeah, just yeah, that did not work out. Um, but yeah, I mean, free. Free agency has been so interesting, and I really enjoyed it. I feel like last year I didn't enjoy it as much, maybe because it was much more quiet, but now I'm like, ooh, things are happening, and it's not even winter meetings yet. Yeah, I mean, last year was the worst because it was like everything happened so late, so it was just months of Yankees fans being like, oh, is Machado going to sign here? Is he going to sign with Philadelphia? I don't know. They didn't hold the door open for him one time. They accidentally locked him out. I don't think he's going there. Chicago, he's not going to Chicago for sure. Nobody wants to go to Chicago. Like, we don't have that this year. We have other things to talk about. Yeah, like, oh, my best friend's uncle's baker's hairdresser told me that, you know, Manny Machado's signing with the Yankees, so he's signing with the Yankees. Like, you know how many of those takes I got last year? It was the boy. Oh, Machado had a meeting with the Yankees and then he went to dinner and him and his friends were celebrating. Yeah. Like, you think that they were just maybe having a good time? I don't, I don't think it means anything. That's not allowed during free agency. That's not allowed. It gives the wrong idea. Not allowed to have fun anywhere. No. This is baseball. Yeah. Baseball is supposed to be fun. <laughs> it's a child's game. Let the kids I'm play? Not- I don't I'm going to continue to hammer that home because I was I was very upset at the Twitter fight I got in today because nobody wants to have fun. And I want to have avoiding, fun when I play. What? I've been avoiding Twitter fights. I usually since, try to, too, because nobody wins. Since, nobody yeah. wins a Twitter fight. Nobody does. And in fact, people are just so dense on the Internet. It's like you, there's no way you're going to make them see your point of view. Sometimes I'm just like, I just want you to understand that I have a different point of view. And people are like, oh, OK, that's fine. And I'm like, great. We can we like, can come to a, a solid conclusion here. But, you know, there are other times when people are you're like, OK, yeah, maybe that's your opinion. This is my opinion. They're like, Well, your opinion is wrong because that's the definition of an opinion. It can totally be wrong. Right. But yours can, too. So, yeah. but yeah, that's what, uh, Rob always used to say. He used to say Twitter is just, it's a windowless room and the lights are off and there's like a hundred people in it and everybody's screaming. Also shout out to Rob. He got engaged a couple weeks ago. <gasps> yeah. Big deal. Him Good and him, him and Tori, my former roommates. Oh, congratulations, Rob. If you're listening, I will, I will tell him you said congratulations. Oh, so he doesn't oh. listen. Is that what you're saying? I don't. I don't know. I don't think he even listened when he was on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess that makes sense, too. Huh. All right. What else? What else? Uh, I'm out of stuff. There's there's too much going on that's still up in the air for as far as Yankees 
goes. We're really just waiting on Cole and Strasburg before stuff starts moving and things start getting into action. Because nobody's going to get re-signed unless Cole and Strasburg go first. Those are the first two dominoes that are going to fall. But I think Strasburg might re-sign with the Nationals. I feel like everybody's saying it's like 75% sure he's going back to Washington. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I think a lot of people assumed he would want to leave, but why... He's been there his entire career. I mean, that's uh, that's his place. Oh. And he won a championship there. So whatever happens next, he's going to be a hero in Washington. It doesn't and matter. Think, he could have the worst seven years of his career. He'll still be a hero. And I think he was the only pitcher to ever go 5-0 and in a postseason. Oh, yeah. He was dominant. Yeah. So you know what? If he's that dominant with the Nationals, they're not going to let him go easy. And he's not going to want to leave. You see my cat? Yeah, we got the return of the cat. <laughs> Cat wants oh, to get in on the podcast. She just wants to be pet. <laughs> or she wants to open my package from RotoWare. Don't do it. I mean, you have to open it eventually. Why not let the cat do it? Yeah, I, I think guess it would make the cat really happy. No, she wants this. She wants my hair tie. Oh. Uh, she oh, she's, she's just taking up the whole screen now. This is fantastic. I'm kind of coming around on cats. I was, uh, I was at my aunt's house a couple weeks ago, and one of their cats sat on me. And I was just like, all right, I get it. Cats are kind of good. Yeah. It didn't attack me. It was not a thousand years of caged tiger blood waiting to attack. It was just waiting to get pet. And look how beautiful she is. This is Tori. Yeah, it's a fine cat. Named after Joe. So the next cat I get, I'm going to name Josie. So I can I can have Josie and Tori. <laughs> well, of course, the <laughs> listeners can't actually see the cat. We're just talking about it. Yeah. It's a, good, really it's a good cat. It's a fine cat. Yeah, this is weird because she doesn't usually sit on my lap. So this is new. She wants to get on the podcast. It's fine. But uh, all right, well, we'll we'll wrap it up there. This is going to be, I don't know, like 54 minutes, which would be our shortest podcast of all time. Hey, that's not bad. Yeah, it's still excessively long for how long we usually go. And we always run run out of stuff to talk about by the end. We're just like, I honestly, I don't even know. We're just kind of bullshitting. Well, yeah, I mean, you kind of have to do that in podcasts. If you don't have a bullshit meter, like it, it doesn't work. Absolutely. We did a lot of bullshitting today, probably because hey, I'm drinking wine from a Yankee smug. Yeah. How is that wine? Uh, I don't know anything about wine, so I can tell you that it tastes like grapes. I think I don't. I really have no further insight on the matter. Um, what kind of wine was it? Red. That's all I got. <laughs> Jeez. I was like, is it a Merlot? Is it... I... Whatever. Anyway, we'll find out later. It's fine. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Okay. That sounds good. And here's my cat strumming up against the microphone. So, maybe. Okay. All right. Bye.